What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. This episode of What's This Behaviour, we have Naban Rizwan, actor, producer, musician, all-round creative and self-confessed polymath. I was interested in finding out about Naban's upbringing because he actually comes from a family of artists. We found out a little bit more about what it's like growing up with an older brother who also works in entertainment. I could see there were a few connections with Aaron and Ruben and then Naban and his big brother Mawan as well which actually was really beautiful to see their reflection on their respective relationships. I know deep down that the creative medium to me is not important. Actually, the messaging and the core values and what I'm actually trying to say is the most important thing. And so it was really inspiring and comforting to talk to Naban in this way and feel that there is another person who also shares the same values in embracing being a polymath. Let's take it over to Naban. Congratulations for having the best podcast name I've heard thus far. Oh, really? Cheese. Oh, 100%. Cheese. What do you like about it, man? That video is, I quote it every day. Oh, do you? Yeah, everyone in my life has seen that video or like has to watch that video. Yeah. That's mad. I quote it all the time. What is his behavior? It's countless quotables. And you can apply into any situation in your life. Yeah. And you, you you took it and ran. And I love that. That was it. I mean, congratulations goes to Almas for that. Because she was like, why don't we call it this? I mean, we've got a whole episode. Episode two is actually on. No, episode one is how we landed on that name. If anyone's ever interested in hearing yeah. how we got there. What, yeah. naming it? <laughs> is, is that Aaron? Aaron. In the <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Naming it. <laughs> now, can, you, can you hear me properly? Yeah, you're. You're mad low. You're very bro. soft, Aaron. Now no, I'm, I'm low. So Ruben tells me for about twenty <laughs> minutes to turn my f- d- rasting down, and now he wants me to turn it up. No, what do you hear you, me now? Well, you left the room and came back with some oh, new settings. No. no, 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 no. I'm, um, I've managed to find the charger. My wife took hey, it. Hey, so, right. that's what we're talking. So, yeah, we're now. back on Zoom. So Ooh, yeah, wins. we're all good. Man. All right, you're back in the building. There oh, this go. is recorded in Big the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now my wife's gonna get mad when she listens to it if I lied, because <laughs> I think she took it. I just found it. <laughs> you saw it anyway. But yeah, man, we were saying that um, the video you watch it, everyone watches it. It's hilarious. You can watch that video over and over and over and over. I want you like to get um, Buja. Oh, can you imagine? Have you got a connect, bro? You know what? You like Puja? Yeah, the original. Come on this podcast. She's like, you did not tell me what to do. <laughs> Get off my back. Get off my back. Listen, man, I will stay on her back, you know. I will stay on her back. Ruben swoops the nigga. Listen, man, sometimes in order to get shit done, you got to stay on their back. Especially in this industry, people are just too busy, innit? But you just got to slightly stay on their back, man. You know like, uh, so just checking in on that I last that. email. Mm. Figuratively. Yeah, figuratively, obviously. <laughs> It'd be no other way, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Moving on. So, Japan, um, <laughs> this podcast is all about, uh, well, it was founded out of like pure rage, in it? Like, we just sat down, we was like, we have no outlet. Like, we've we're trying to get in to do whatever we've been doing for all this mm. time we're going against the grain all of this stuff but you actually come from a family of creatives do you know what i'm saying of yeah. people that express like what is that like because i have no idea it's it's beautiful and um it's a trip sometimes and and it's also completely normal um mm-hmm. it's your live reality it's my live reality, and I also come from a uh, like my my mum's very academic as well as being artistic. Um, mm. There wasn't so much of a distinction between the two actually growing up in the house. Um, my mum used to, well, she still is a teacher. She's returned to teaching, um, but she used to 
do like tuition in like our back room in our in our house so i mm. education was big from early on i think in the age of like four or five i used to just sit down with all the other kids that would come and um i think it was like quran for like half an hour because she didn't trust us going to the mosque but she didn't trust you'd get there no, 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 she didn't trust the mosque that they teach us properly because, like, it was like, ah, okay. yeah, some, just like, some kids used to get beats or whatever, or, like, the imam just didn't really care. So she used to teach us Quran. She took it on herself, upon herself, and then we did, like, handwriting for half an hour, and then it was English, math, science, and it was, that was every day, wow. Monday to Friday, uh, from, like, primary school, to right through to secondary and these are other kids coming into your place yeah 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 and it was like a a great little yeah almost it was a great little community as well because there's the social aspect of that and then like she'd do she'd give us all a break time we'd go and play in the garden and like break a window and like yeah it was it was awesome and then like that (laughs) that also happened throughout the summer but that she'd rent out like uh a building in in the in the local community and do a summer school and then me and my brother would like do little like acting kind of workshops or whatever or just whatever you know and or like a football tournament and it was just it was awesome but it you know it was a drag at times as well but basically long story short it, it was academic as well as artistic that's interesting it was like the it sounds to me like the start of an alternative education experience from the house which then manifested into a physical space which led to more community and more creativity for you and your bro and everyone else involved yeah i mean it um a lot of the stuff we learned from her was based on the curriculum we had at school so it wasn't like um you hear like a lot of like people going to Pan-African Saturday schools and stuff like that. It wasn't like that kind of alternative education. It was still based on our mainstream curriculum, but she had a method, you know, and she also had her, um, her teaching methods, which, Mm. you know, stuff like English language, you don't learn like the eight parts of speech, but she learned that in Pakistan and she taught that in Pakistan. So we learned about that. So when it came to doing English language, we were like better equipped than a lot of the English kids. So stuff like that. What are the eight parts of speech? Oh, yeah, I, I still don't know what that is. I'm pushing. My 50. mother will kill me. Um, it's a noun, pronoun, mm. verb, adverb, adjective. What are we on now? What's that? Six? That's four. That's four? You can't I'm count. Joking, That's like joking, five joking. at least. I'm uh, <laughs> trying to throw you off. <laughs> testing your maths as well. Preposition, conjunction, interject. I might be making that last one up, but yeah, most of it stuck. And time stables stick as well. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> God, I haven't so. learned it yet. Well done Thank to you, your mother. Yeah. Us, bro. And well done to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, grammar. They don't teach grammar properly. That's true. They don't teach grammar mm. properly. Yeah, I'm I'm evidence of that, I think, to be honest. I'm uh, yeah. still learning how to spell. Yeah, I mean Aaron's Aaron's well, it's another we could do a whole podcast Aaron, on Aaron's Aaron, emails, Aaron's you know? real life. Yeah. Aaron's real life, like he's really literate in real life, and then on email you're like, "Fuck, yeah. like who's writing this email?" I don't email? know how, how I've come this far in life with just <laughs> having atrocious, atrocious grammar and spelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, someone dropped a vibrator on a keyboard, which. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you know, which to be honest was one of my old stand-up jokes, which I funny enough based on Aaron's life, which is interesting. But that's mad. You know what? Oh shit! No yeah. wonder I didn't get invited. <laughs> I told everyone it's all lies. No, Ban, you're talking about your brother. Is that your brother Mwan? Yes. Okay, and brother Mwan. Brother Mwan. I so I came across you two on Malam TV, YouTube, back in the mm. day. And playing that back and seeing you and your small face just being like a supporting <laughs> act, making yeah. like noises in the background, like this add-on character. 
and to see you step into your own space is so nice to see, man. I don't know if you remember this because I spoke to your brother not too long ago and he just can't record the fact that I was actually in your house back in the day helping out with a production. What? But no one knows I was there. That's amazing, man. Bro, I came to the yard and I said, listen, I'm helping out. And then I don't know, I was just assisting on something because I rated what you guys were doing on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> and he can't remember. Oh, but dude, God. you know, like so many people came through that house. I can imagine. One was filming all the time. Yeah. And we were always in it and friends and friends of friends were always helping out. Yeah. But I, that's why the first time I met you, you just seemed so familiar. Do you remember? So for Aaron, Almas and everyone that obviously don't know, I met <laughs> Naban properly at a special guests, which is an event run in London. Big up Matt and the crew. Um, mm. Christmas party. Mm. We're at the dinner table. And I was like, I know you. And you're like, bruv, what are you talking about? I don't know you. I was like, I know you. I was at your house. <laughs> and, and I just kept looking into his face. I was like, I know your face. And then I realized that you're Malim's brother. Then I realized it was YouTube and wow. you still didn't know me. Man, this is like that song. You don't even know me. There you go. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's that, bro. Okay. Well, I, that happens all the time. I know you now. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not offended any, anymore. Yeah. That that kind of leads me onto one of my questions, bro. Like I was like, how um, how did your, I guess your brother's success of his, his kind of YouTube, you know, page and stuff back in the day, did that have like a positive or a negative kind of effect on your path and your route hmm. into what you're doing now? My brother's, okay. So like when he first started the, his videos i was like 10 years old so i was not thinking about doing anything in entertainment i didn't even think that shit was cool because <laughs> you gotta understand like my mom's holding all these functions throughout my whole childhood and adolescence and like we the kids like we gotta do something like so we're either singing Mm. or we're acting or we're dancing like my brother used to like choreograph me and the other like two kids from tuition and we did like a whole routine to um uh jaquan tipsy um wow. yeah just so like we <laughs> always just had to get up on stage so it just seemed like a drag um entertainment was you know like it wasn't alluring at that point and i i wanted to be a cricketer like that was always my thing. It was like, oh, Naban, oh, he's he's gonna play cricket. That was always my thing growing up. And I used to go cricket club, and like, it was kind of embarrassing because like the videos kind of got popular, and yeah, it was like it was weird ass shit, man. Like we was dressing up and and doing all types, <laughs> you know, just just being weird kids, but. You know, at that age, you just want to be cool and kind of blend in, you know, like being outstanding. Like my name means outstanding, mm -hmm. but being outstanding is, is not what you want See. at that age at all, especially when it gets to like 12, 13 and you're just trying to blend in and basically not get bullied. So at first it was just like it seemed not cool at all. And then I kind of had to be like, bro, I don't, I don't want to be in your videos. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just want to come home, do my homework, <laughs> listen to some music. I just want to chill out and do my thing. Sounds like he's a dictator, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, he was cool about it. He was cool about it. Um, and then like, I think he also realized like, oh, like you can't always put all your family members in every video against their will yeah um, i i learned yeah. that as well it took it's me hard. a little it's while. hard lesson to learn because it's free labor yeah. exactly i was gonna say it's free talent. i mean i was gonna say free talent but maybe talent is the way to use it with my family it was a free labor like I, I, brought, I brought my mum in on a couple of videos she still don't know what she was doing that's gone live years ago my dad's ruben you've brought my mum in on one of your videos like, don't even talking about free labor that is true yeah but alba she would 
she was actually directed and had some decent Who, direction. Mom? But some of the uncles of uncles, yeah, some of the uncles of uncles that Ruben <laughs> dropped into some of our early. It's it's just, we look back at it with dread. Yeah, it's I was so a horrible bad. person, man. Like some of the videos <laughs> I got my uncle in. I got him dressed as like a basically uh, as a clown and he didn't know why he was dressed <laughs> as a clown. So we just we, we just shot the video and we put it into some comedy team and he still don't know what it is. And my mum watched it back. She's like, please don't put that out because if uncle sees that, he'll be he'll be hurt. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. <laughs> so we, we, we've still got it. It's still one of the funniest things, but we it's can't. It's a beautiful it thing, man, to see like immigrant parents who are so <laughs> serious at times. <laughs> Just embrace yeah. and just be like, yeah. just yeah, help. Yeah, I think it comes from that place of love, though. Yeah, like I've seen my dad do things that I would never. It's I, it's just hilarious and great and like bonding because they were part of your creation and they love you, so they have to be. In it. I hear you. Moving on from that space, like you know, I suppose carving up your own your own identity and then now coming into this new phase where you're doing your own thing and then there's also there's a power in like unifying with lots of different kinds of people how are you finding like connecting with people now that you've you're in your own groove at the same time you know like you know yourself a little bit better yeah that that knowing myself a bit better took some time for me to establish and i guess i still am um but it, it kind of came came away from home. Like when I was 13, my brother was 19. He left the house, um, not to go uni, but to go video college and like rent out in his crappy apartment uh, flat uh, in like Tootenbeck and then Shadwell. And it was just like, oh, cool. Like you can do that. So that kind of self-actualizing came away from Ilford where we grew up, came away from the family house. Um, so it was almost kind of a ritualistic thing that I would also step into that. Um, and I'm not sure if this is what you're getting at, but in terms of like the boomerang of like coming back around and be like, oh, like that's the house I grew up in. Like these are the circumstances. This is the culture. This is the kind of uh, racial diversity I, I grew up amongst. That is that is a trip because I'm realizing, like, oh, like there's a lot of people that grew up in that, and now like we're doing our own thing, and like Almas is doing her thing, and like Ruben's doing his thing, and I can connect with these people. Like it's still a trip for me, you know. So I'm still I'm I feel like I'm at a kind of cultural crossroads where. I had to establish like my artist artistic identity. Um, and mm. the only way to do that was to leave home. And now I'm like kind of looking back and it's super interesting, man. Yeah. Something I think about a lot these days. Mm. That, that point about um, forging out or landing on your artistic identity. Do you feel that's forever evolving? Do you think you'd ever nail it? and say this is who I am holistically as an artist or is it constant no nah, man nah. it's always got to change and all my favorite artists change uh but I do believe there's a core to it I I'm constantly going back and going through my memory log of like what cartoons did I watch like I I had like I had Nickelodeon mm. I didn't have Disney, but I had, mm. I think Nickelodeon was free. And I think Cartoon Network was free back in the day as well. So I had like all these cartoons to choose from. Why did I gravitate towards that one? Like, what was it in my child mind that, you know, made that choice? So I'm constantly asking myself what those early, early influences were. Like, why did I always play Crash Bandicoot and no other game? <laughs> Oh, I right so so <laughs> it was something visually or something in the world that appealed to me so mm. maybe that's my core you know maybe that's my childlike core that i always need to remind myself of um and hopefully that can bleed through to the work um but at the same time you know in the same breath uh evolving is super important too because you know to be an artist yeah. you have to be about yeah. change that's what miles davis said you know? right, so it's both things 
Yeah. How do you, um, because I guess mainly would, would it be correct to say that you float between film and music as the kind of two dominant mediums in your art? How do mm. you uh, know which one to kind of give enough energy to and push through? Or, or is it just based on work and projects coming in so then that's where you spend most of your time or do you always kind of check in and go you know what i need to put x amount of hours into this craft and x amount of hours into that craft yeah that's a great question man i don't know that i'm still figuring that one out because i seem to time it awfully like <laughs> i'll have a dj set coming up and i'm like let me pick up this script that i auditioned for a year ago and didn't get but hey fuck it this is fun to learn it again and then i'll have like a shoot coming up in a week and i'm like oh man i should put together a dj set or like write this script yeah. so it's always <laughs> awful timing um but you know that doesn't bug me too much because i'm doing i'm doing something um yeah, but yeah it's, it's mainly like. it's mainly the two i'd say what gives me continuity what probably has the most consistency in my life is is just making beats um that's Sick. just something I've always done and it gives me continuity. Bro, do you yeah. go down roof? Do you remember when I bumped into you at Rich Mix slash Indigo? I don't know if you yeah. remember because I pop up in your life and your whole family. Yeah, I was having this. a mango lassie. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> of course you were. In Indigo. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and and we had a chat and it was the same thing you were chatting about if I remember correctly you were like I've got these different things going on and I can't seem to pick or focus on one and I'm a bit stressed out and I think at the time you were mentioning mm. music and I think I had a conversation about multi-potentialism or being a multi-potentialite and I sent yeah. you a video was it that one on being a multi-potentialite can you remember yeah yeah i remember you using that term and i remember it was the first time i i was hearing it yeah because i remember that and i remember having that conversation the ted talk ruben yeah the ted talk i think it's entitled yeah. not everyone yeah. has one true calling and that there are some mm -hmm. people that mm -hmm. both intellectually and academically and artistically are able to flow into different spaces and that's who they are they're these floaters these scanners as barbara Sher yeah. calls them and if you don't mm. know that you're that you're frustrated with yourself because mm. the world's telling you you need to be a specialist. But some of us don't do that and we can't operate in yeah. black and white terms. And I was like, yeah, you're clearly one of those all, all around talents. And I felt your stress yeah. and I sent you the team, man. Um, that was interesting, though, that you said you that music's the main thing, because as an outsider looking in on your life, I've seen you get up at special guests and do monologues, like do poetry and do acting. Um, mm. And now I see you're you're getting bigger acting work in the mainstream space that I wouldn't have thought it was music. Um, it's not. It's not that. It's the main thing. It's just. Um, it's just easy. It seems more natural to just mm. get up and make a beat, uh, than read a yeah. script. But like I'm reading scripts every day as well. But it doesn't feel like I'm not coming up with that shit just off the fl yeah. on the fly like i'm reading other people's scripts that they're sending me for projects or because i'm yeah wanting to work with a writer and i'm 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 just kind of scanning around like what's like what's good you know because yeah. that feels sometimes creating, like it's a reactive thing right um, like when you say you're reading it how do you mean so like in terms of if you're putting your if you're doing poetry and speaking that's you actively creating and then there's the other element on films where maybe if something comes into you that's a reactive thing so when yeah. you're using your time you're being proactive and doing one thing but still holding space for other things to come i think it's just about yeah i, I don't know i find doing i, I find that a little bit because sometimes film i feel takes so long to create one project so then i've got loads of time or creative time to think about doing other stuff so i try to balance and float between different things yeah absolutely you have to because you can get incredibly bogged down. Like, I don't know, like actor actors who just are waiting, <laughs> you know, or just, yeah. just put a banging tape down for any script that comes along. I seriously admire them because I, I can't do that. And it is a reactive thing because look, mo like 
films are an incredibly collaborative process. It takes hundreds of people and thousands yeah. of hours, um, uh, like accumulatively, to make a terrible film. You know, to make <laughs> any film. It's so true. Yeah. It's just yeah. such a labor-intensive process, and that most of the time, if you're an actor, doesn't start with you, ends with you. It's like we've got this uh, okay. package. Uh, you know, ready to go. We've got a director attached to it. Here's a script. Mm. Just put your thing on it. You know, like, and that's cool as well. And that's part of the the, the discipline and the diligent nature of um, being an actor that I've, I've come to learn in the last few years. Um, but you also, for me, like, as an artist, I have to generate. Yeah. I, I have to generate. That has to give me continuity. Otherwise, I'm just, like, walking around the house just horny you know yeah yeah that's a, such an important point the horniness <laughs> yeah. yeah so how do you had, <laughs> while we're there how do you deal with that that energy Nabam, that horniness my sexual frustration is really going here no um man you just just create yeah, i think <laughs> it's just good to just, just get it out of you man like flying Literally. lotus is like Art is like a poop, man. Like you just got to do that poop so that more poop can come out. And if, if you don't do it, you're just holding in, you know. And it's like clogging a up the system. You're clogging up. You get constipated with art. You got shit. <laughs> yeah, out, for basically. real. It's true. Now, know? whether that comes out or it's commercialized, like that's up to you. But like, I need to meet, make some beats in a week. Like wherever I am, otherwise, that is I don't such. Know, this doesn't feel right, bro. That's such a beautiful analogy. It's like. This is how I've, that's just how I've, Aaron's laughing because he thinks I'm going to make a sex joke about horniness, but Aaron, I'm not. I'm actually <laughs> no, moving. I'm, bro, I'm, I'm not even talking about I know that. what your sly laughs are about, Aaron. Don't bro, try it, bro. You missed it. You missed it. On just let show. it all but, out. All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. I'm going to get past. I mean, and everyone else. there was a horny joke you're saying. I said, how do you do with your horniness? Uh, how do you do with your sexual energy? You said, you just got to let it out. There was a semen joke in there, which was too easy to write. So I moved on to the art. And that's where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stay right now, right? And that's why you're a real comic. That's why I'm out here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't beg it on the easy jokes. Jesus. Ask about me. Anyway, sorry. Um, so the analogy is you go out into the world, you're inspired, that's you breathing in. And then the creativity is you breathing out. And if we're taking all this stuff in, mm. we're going to get clogged if we're not breathing out or shitting out in this, in this, in this instance. I hear you. <laughs> and I'm so glad, bruv, that you made that point, you know, because I think there are so yeah. many, this is what concerns me, that there's a lot of artists that are waiting for opportunities and not creating work. Oh, that yeah, and a lot of a lot of that is a lot of um, creating one's own work comes out of necessity. Like one of my favorite musicians, um, JPEG Mafia. I don't know if you heard of him. I freaking love that dude. Like, and he he's a good rapper, and he talks about some really crazy stuff. Like he's going at like alt right people in his raps. But like it's still turning up, but it's also got that crazy like old dirty bastard energy to it. Um, but he's not like super technical, but it's more his production that stands out. And I was listening to him speaking recently and he was like, yeah, I, I only produced out of necessity. Like I didn't have money to send anyone to make beats for me. So I did that shit myself. Oh, and I learned to be a mixing engineer out of necessity and I sometimes master my own stuff out of necessity. I was like, wow. Yes crazy and when you look at it that's what a lot of us are doing we're very resourceful we come from very resourceful you know um lineages um mm. if i can mm. say that and we we just use what's around us um because there's no shortcut there's no like pay your way into um this institution or that institution or like most of the time we just don't have time yeah we don't have time so you know that's kind of what i did with the acting like i didn't go to drama school but you know, like what's at the end of drama school? It's a showcase where agents, okay, cool. So let's get some friends together. We got a, we got a free space at uh, Southwark Playhouse. Um, shout out to them. They're amazing. They let us have it for an afternoon. And this like old fire station in um, in Vauxhall let us have their space. It was freezing cold, mind you, but they let us have it um, <laughs> to rehearse once a week for eight weeks. So we just rehearsed the speeches there, put it on at Southwark Playhouse, invited people and, you know, all of us either went to drama school from that or got agents, every single one. 
Shit. Yeah. But it's that energy. It's infectious, though, isn't it? I think it like it. There's a few points to raise in in what you've just spoken. I guess is in the importance of one kind of having that momentum because sometimes if you start something, it can kind of ideas can infect each other and it can lead you and 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 provide some insight into something else. Um, and then yeah, I think it's just it it gives you belief and confidence, right? Like Almas and Ruben, have you guys ever? experience that so where, where you've created something and you've had a bit of doubt but then that kind of momentum of an idea that you wanted to test out has actually led onto something else in a different to medium. be honest i feel like um i feel like if i don't put out stuff i will self-combust and that is sounds like what ruben and, and naban were saying earlier um i think also until mm. i put out stuff i learned that when I started putting out stuff it was just another opportunity to get better at my craft because also once it's out you just Mm. let it go do you know what I mean and then what I feel like the energy would then just come back because I'd put stuff out if I said I wanted to like I don't know DJ for example I would DJ in it like put it out and then like oh cool like I'm a DJ now and then because I've put it out and I've presented in that way people are like oh I want to book you or can you do a guest mix or whatever? And then, so like that energy was just coming like right back to me. Um, so yeah, I feel, I don't know if that answers yeah. your question in the same way, but I do, I feel like there's just such an importance in expression, something that happened like, as I was moving into different um, mediums, lots of people were like, oh, but you were a photographer. Like, why are you making film now? Or they were like, oh, you're making you're a filmmaker like you can't put out music like what are you doing you need to like if you want to be successful you need to pick one thing and and run with it and I was like fuck that like I don't even know how to do that because when I'm like working on a film I've got time for this shit to render so cool while (laughs) it's rendering I'm gonna go listen over here like <laughs> what do you want me to do drop an album do you know what i'm saying exactly yeah. Yeah, um yeah. or like and, and you know naban saying about um things out of necessity like i didn't when we were doing in div stuff like i the reason why i started taking pictures was because i didn't have money to find a photographer so i was like cool i need to like start taking photos and explore mm. that way um naban that like, one of the things that you've dropped recently is your ep right yeah um titled fantastic planet mm-hmm. Um, is that your first musical project that you've put out? Yeah, very first. And how does that feel, um, sharing your your audio um, experimental kind of vibes, like, in you know, sharing that with the world? How does that feel now, Have uh, it being out? It feels, it feels frightening. Mm-hmm. It feels... Um, I'm kind of chuffed on myself a little bit as well. Uh, big up yourself man honestly no, thank well you, done man. I know that yeah feeling. because yeah, it's man. not easy to put out a full project you know like when you're like record, writing recording yep. mixing producing. mastering artwork producing PR in the thing, like and you're doing it under a completely different name as well mm. so it's not like you know it's not the same audience in many ways yeah. Um, it's awesome well done no thank you guys and th- yeah it means the world because it's not the first time I've tried to do it, you know. Uh, I've been making music for a bit and I've got to the stage before and just held on to it at the 11th hour because it didn't feel right or it didn't feel like my best. And, you know, I definitely had that with Mm. this. You know, I like a lot of these beats I made like two years ago. So, you know, right now I'm like, oh man, I got all this stuff. Like this is way better. But, you know, there's this great story that um, Don Cheadle told and someone stopped him in the street. This is kind of early on in his career. And they were like, yo, that movie you did this year, like, it was awesome, man. I loved it. And, and Don Cheadle was just walking on the street with his mum. And he was like, oh, that movie? Oh, that was whack. Like, thank you. But like, you know, yeah, it was, it was rubbish. <laughs> And then his, and then the guy walked off or whatever, and his mom just turned to him and was like, "Don't ever do that again, ever, because you just told that guy that he is a fool. You just told that guy that he is stupid for liking what he likes. Yeah, for appreciating. So something. you know, yeah. it's um, yeah. I'm trying to uh, bite my tongue and just put it out. And if people have, you know, if it touches people." 
that's that's a bonus man because i'm just happy for it to be out and out of my system um and it's getting love and like just from friends and stuff that's even a trip so it really means a lot yeah and rate your past self as well like rate the space that you were at you know and if people are resonating with it like that's amazing yeah Um, like even like the videos that you guys are talking about like I used to cringe so hard, especially my late teenage years. Like, I don't have nothing to do with that. Like, I'm an actor now, you know. I'm, I'm a <laughs> actor. Actor. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I, I have learned to be so proud of that shit. And it was wacky and it was fun. And I actually try and, like, go back and use some of that energy because there was something there, man. Like, we were just, you know, we definitely had something. And my brother's been um, a great kind of toolbox in in terms of navigating that and like where we come from and like you know just connecting the dots and i i can't say much about this but i'm about to work with my brother and that's like the dream man and we're basically like reigniting that kind of that kind of energy um and it's going to be beautiful man how exciting Mm. That's sick. That's it's that's interesting because this pod is the first time that me and Ruben are working mm. together properly in, in yeah. years. Aaron avoided me as well, and that energy is that happens, man. That's a that's a real thing. But um, how is it? <laughs> how, do you, have you guys worked together <laughs> before? Is this like the first time? Yeah. Well, we kind of I guess we we started off with doing Indiv and straight out of uni, and kind of that being our early success and kind of uh, shaping our careers within the creative industries. I think. Um, I'm going to rephrase Ruben. Ruben says avoid. I'm I joking. just um, started to understand my own yeah. path and there's there's a time that I needed mm. to start taking my own risks, which I'm sure you would have felt like working with your brother as well. So, um, But it's a continuous journey, right? I think like like you said, it's been really like you're starting to embrace and use the, the skills and the energy you saw in your younger self. I think Michelle Obama like, made an amazing kind of quote in her book where it's like, the one thing that you always have that no one can take away from you is your story. Like that is the most unique thing you have to own and no one can take that. And it's like, whatever that upbringing is or whatever you went through, that is yours to own. And I think as you get older, you start using that as a superpower to to tap into. And that often comes out in great work. And it might not come out in great work though. But it comes out in work. You know? It comes out in work. It might not. But it's there for you to use. See, if you it's want. all you have to use. Exactly. And that's the thing I'm learning is like, it's not only the best thing, it's the only thing. It's all you have, literally. So mm. the biggest obstacle is probably going to be to quote Charlie uh, Kaufman is the deep rooted belief that you is not interesting enough because we're hearing do you all the time. But how many people actually take that and go, OK, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to speak to that and really go away with that can you repeat that quote again i'm sorry what was the quote again can you repeat the quote i'm just the biggest obstacle you have is the deep-rooted belief that you is not interesting enough amen ah okay so as an obstacle so you have to fight your own yeah your own own narrative of yourself absolutely like we all have dreams and where we want to be and but we're always like if everything's always on the other side of the fence then is it really going to be you when you get there like how much will you have to sacrifice or change because you don't like yourself or what you've been doing this much Mm. now Mm. you know it's that you have to kind of take off that that cape you know that's like a, a pride you know it's it's a kind of it's 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 a cloud of pride that's that's hanging over you you know this this music's not interesting enough like this project yeah it's cool whatever but just like wait till i you know everyone's doing that and i'm just trying to navigate that in a healthy way Mm. the more Mm. conversations i have about art the more i realize these conversations are actual about actually about spirituality and self-actualization that then happen to come out as this guise of art like going back to what you were saying um earlier on about about um ah what was it maybe the point's lost me ah it's lost me it'll come back in a minute it'll come back it'll come back it'll come back 
But we are hitting around 40 yeah, minutes. And I know now, you guys, guys have, have got a shoot. I'm good to go a little longer, but that, that, I don't know if Aaron's got Well, if, if Aaron leaves the room, he leaves the room. We can carry on. Oh, it's like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's all love, man. It's a very... Now I've got FOMO. Yeah, very oh, slim 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 his next Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm texting my assistant in my other room who's editing some projects for me to see if, uh, if I could stay here longer. To see what the vibe is. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can yeah. run for another so, 10 minutes. Okay, sick. All right, sick. Ruben, you're right about self-actualization. I think that the, the medium is not really important. It's the expression mm. and getting out and going back to that core that Naban mentioned earlier as well. Um, I also, like, you know when you take a selfie and it's like, no, not a selfie. You can take a selfie and it's super self-aware and, like, you know, you've got your angles, all of this stuff. And when someone takes a picture of you and you're completely unaware or you're, you're smiling really hard and you feel like you look goofy or silly mm. or it's and it's usually a moment where you're experiencing, like, pure joy mm. or insert emotion here. And when we look at ourselves <laughs> in those moments, we're like, oh, like, I'm cringy, like, or, do you know what I mean? Or I'm cringing, like, this yeah. is too much. And I, I've started to try and embrace those pictures or work where I'm like oh like what is that because I'm feel like that's me shielding from that pure (laughs) expression that's your true essence in that moment Mm, that's that's yeah and I'm and I'm like no I can't be afraid of it that's it that comes back to vulnerability because I think I've landed on the point I wanted to talk about that I wanted to mention like when you were saying about that you made so much music for years and you've held it and you haven't released it until now just I love quoting from or borrowing, should I say, from The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. That book for any artist, or maybe that's what I mentioned to you about. I can't remember, but it's a dope book. And he says that every artist is at resist, like to do our work as artists, we're going to feel so much resistance. And the thing that is the closest to the evolution of our soul is the thing that we feel most resistance around. So say, Mm. for example, right, you can act, you can make music and you can paint. Um, You would actually, for the most part, be able to do those things in order of least importance to your soul, the least closest thing. So if music's the closest to your heart, it's going to be the biggest fear. So it's going to be last. You might paint first, you might act first. And then the thing that you really, really want to do would come later on because it's the most you're feeling the most resistance because it's the it's such a beautiful idea and it's so so fucking Mm. true man like i look back at all the things i've done yeah i was scared to do them but the things that i done after those were the things that i was more scared to do so i'm always like okay what's the next thing i'm really hiding from now let me let me dig the Mm. soul and work that out and that is how i evolve as a being and as an Mm. artist i think yeah that's beautiful I'm addicted to like finding that fear. Yeah, yeah. Like looking at that fear and seeing how I can overcome it and look at it differently. When it came to DJing before, I used to like be, you know, I can chat, do you know what I mean? But I used to be like really quiet, sweating. Like I was like dropping mm. things. And I was like, Almas, like you could do, you could speak in front of like 50,000 people, like in two minutes if someone asked yeah. you to, but you can't like jump on the decks, like mm. what's happening? And I still feel it now sometimes when I'm mixing and people are around me and I can mm. feel like the panic raising in my chest and I'm like, I must breathe, mm. breathe through it. And it makes me feel like that's one of the most important things that I've got to do is music, yeah. feeling really like connected to music and that's sound new. at the moment. Yeah, that's so that's interesting dope. you say that because my thing is working on this music EP. I'm 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 oh. working on one as well. Yeah, Please. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm near enough done. The first offering's done. I think I've been through enough stages in my life to know when something is good enough to put out to the world and disassociate from mm. outcome. Because um, again, I'm going to borrow from another book because I'm deep on this art thing at the moment. But um, the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. If anyone's read it, I'm sure they'll big it up. Um, one thing she said is the artist we. Th- we try so hard to make sure what we do is so fucking great and we put it out, which is a good way to think. But she said, if we reframed it and said the job of the artist isn't quality, but quantity. And as quantity increases, quality increases anyway. We're probably in a better place because we're constantly in process of creation and putting out and we're getting better rather than, you know, over fucking thinking 
and stalling on something for so long. Anyway, I, I agree with her. I think there's a there's another dimension to be added to that. I and mean, if we think of art just in terms of quality and quantity, then um how how different is it to merchandise? How different is it to produce? You know, like how different is it to mm. you know, like mass producing fucking KP nuts? Like if it's just quality and quantity, like surely there should be <laughs> another dimension which is that feeling that fire right so like flying lotus made this album recently in fact it came out a year ago but it feels like yesterday anyway it's called flamagra and the theme of the album is there's a house across the street that is eternally burning and it never stops burning and like that just as an image is like spellbinding but i love the idea of fire because that fire to me i mean it's open to interpretation but that fire to me is like the fire that drives my art that's my that's my life force that's my that's what gives me yeah. continuity in my life day to day really you know like art is just the vehicle it's just taking me from day to day yeah. and i wake up and i wake up and i wake up and so that's what the fire is to me mm. um and i've completely lost my point uh what are we talking about what are we no. what is it this not <laughs> <laughs> what is this behavior? No, no, no. But I think you just thought there's a third, there's, a, there's another dimension. Man, just shout, man, got confused. And shout about Pooja, you know. You can't get him off. Pooja, Pooja's the ultimate news. <laughs> she's running. She's bring it yeah, back. Bring it back to Pooja. The dealer. Uh, um, I had a question about, I guess, lessons. Um, for I, I, maybe younger audiences or listeners, like what what are the most important lessons you have learned, like so um, far within your career? Man, that's that's a question you you I should have expected to be asked that, but I n- I never do because it's like a oh that's a question you get when you're forty, <laughs> like that's a question you get when you're twenty years down the line and you think like. Maybe I'm still learning lessons. I think I maybe it'll be the same answer. <laughs> maybe, probably, right? And I've definitely learned lessons off the top of my head. Mm, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to like give you a, a stock kind of run of the mill like brush your teeth, wake up on time. Like that Can't shit is uh, important. But yeah, 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 yeah. Greatest lesson. <laughs> I suppose it's just more like what have you learned, you know, like in, in the time that you've spent expressing is if you if there was one thing that you could say, do you know what, like this is my biggest like takeaway as you're moving into the next stage, like what would that Leave be? Leave Ilford. Wow. <laughs> hey, allow Ilford, man. Ilford Lane Banks. Bro, like... don't ban Ilford. That was my wow. first, I was working in pizza. No, you know Ilford. what? That was is my it? first UK that, talk to that, me was yeah. in Ilford or my second episode. No. Yeah, Ilford Exchange. Big up Ilford. Outside Ilford Exchange. I've... Yeah, Exchange is still up there. They've put a, they've got Metro Bank Ilford. now. Is it Exchange like still up there? Or is it... I haven't been to Ilford. Uh, it's craziness. But it's still Ilford oh, somehow. Um, but in terms of lessons, Jeez. the change thing. Sure. The change thing. You, like every single one of the artists I look up to, they've at once remained distinct. Like Pharrell's a great example. You hear a Pharrell beat from 2003 and a Pharrell beat from 2015 and a Pharrell beat from 2020. They're so different, but you know it's him. There's just something in the production that even if I haven't heard it, I'm like, it's him. And I think he's the, Absolutely, it has. Do you think to be. that's intentional? I can, or do you think that's that just can only his be essence constant? Like to that level, know, to that level, because How he's do you a control channel. That? He just lets things like run through him, and if you ask him, he'll say, "Look, it's not me." He's like on some other thing, and like he's a vessel, mm, and he's he a just, vessel. He channels. He can channel other people, you know. But it's always through him, and it'll come out different his way. So he can do whatever he mm. wants. And he does. And it always seems to be with integrity. It always seems to be instrumental to 
his essence and it's absolutely intentional like like solange said man nothing without intention and that's and that's a big lesson actually mm. nothing without intention there you go we landed at one yeah move with intention that is a great great note to wrap up on mm. nothing without intention yeah that's it mm. naban it's been amazing love you guys man. it's been intentional it has that's been intentional. It. it's gone quick <laughs> yeah i'm processing some of these life lessons already now i need an hour of quiet time oh there's so much <laughs> i could go for hours i'm sure you guys can go so much i love it i love it all. i want it all for those that want to check out your work um and what you're doing what's the best way to go about that um so on the acting front i've got a couple of things coming out i've got um a show called industries uh, hbo bbc copro that's coming out in november um people in the uk that's bbc2 um and then got a netflix film coming out with felicity jones that'll be either this year or um, beginning of next year and i just put out my first ep um on the music side uh so that's l huxley um ep is called fantastic planet it's on all the, the platforms that don't pay us enough so um go get me a million streams and i'll earn two grand oh, lovely is that on spotify <laughs> as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> i'm just gonna put that on a loop <laughs> that's it <laughs> you know when you know you can play your spotify into other people's yards in it like if you leave it if you put it on there and then you leave the spotify still plays so i'm gonna start plugging it like oh yeah just gonna start put, pressing play hats. on fantastic planet at ruben's house and leaves so oh. it's just there but i'm controlling Jeez. it you're that's about to get taken down. <laughs> Illegal PR. That's you know. a job. That's what a Ruby's business is. Employ, uh, employ <laughs> uncles to just go around. Oh, oh man. Thrilled, though, man. Listen, thank you. Have a fantastic, oh, fantastic man. day. Yeah, well, you too. You. Much love to you all. Yeah. Peace. What is this behavior? Man like Naban Rizwan. <laughs> That episode was full of major, major keys. Love speaking to people who are totally about embracing their art and their true self. Take Homes for me were thinking about those early influences and why my soul gravitated towards those things. Often I find that when I go back to my inner core, that's where the truth lies. The last lesson that he said was moving with intention. 100% feel that. We've only got a limited time on this earth. So let's make that worthwhile, you know? And one thing that resonates with me is thinking about the creative flow and not blocking yourself. So if you want to create a beat, just create a beat. If you want to paint a painting, paint the painting. Do what you need to do to keep that flow going. And remember, creating and putting something out doesn't mean it needs to be public. So go forth and floweth. This is Almas. You've been listening to What Is This Behaviour. I'm out of here. What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it! What is this behavior?